Pain. Suffering. Takes my pain away. That's a cool song. Yeah, it's really good. I think I like ours better. What am I going to say? Are you still screwing with that phone? I'm sorry. Tiny's case is very just bulky. It's robust and rugged, just like the man himself. Robust, rugged phone case? Yeah. That's that's the weirdest Westerner I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, I was called a girth brother today, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the best thing that I've had come into my brain in a long time. Please welcome to the stage, everyone. Girth Brooks. <laughs> Uh, I got friends in low places. Just saying, it came with a girth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When's its girth day? November 22nd. You should have seen everybody in the room look at Marcus for the next response and nothing (laughs) came. Oh, was it my turn? (laughs) (laughs) We need need some girth from you, please. Oh, Oh. Uh, sorry. All ball. Hey everybody, I'm Dane Holland, and there can only be two. I'm Austin Shazam Pfeiffer, and are you strong enough to be the one victor? I'm Marcus, the guild navigator known as I'm Electric Man. I'm Austin Tiny Zent, and this is not the greatest segment in the world, this is only a tribute. But this is the best podcast in the world, well, in this room of this house. (laughs) And it's called Nerd It Through the Grapevine, a podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And... We've all seen Dune. All four of us have. We've all seen it. Yes. yes. So we this, can talk about it now. This right? is, yeah. this is oh, the. Yeah. I think this Thank is the goodness. first time in the Grapevine history that w- all of us have seen a recent movie besides the Star War. Yeah. There may be spoilers. Just, just yeah, throwing that in so. there. I'd say Just so. in case. So we're not surprising nobody. Yeah. If you've been yeah. clamoring to see this movie, uh, you might want to skip ahead 15 minutes. And then come back to us after you watch the movie. That sounded yeah. dirty. So press fast forward at the sound of the fart. So for me, I thought it was an interesting fact that it was kind of like the most anticipated movie of two different years. It just got pushed back because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so that's a neat little fact right off the get go. Because it wasn't just uh, something everyone was looking forward to one year because it was coming out the next. It was, this movie's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not. Right. This L- movie's coming out this year. Right. And it did. Well, yeah, finally. So, I don't know. My f- I, First of all, you maybe just want to go and talk about how y'all felt about it. I thought I, I liked it, but I'll talk more about it in a minute. Should we do just like initial reaction just like yeah, because I've seen it twice, and I definitely had different experiences on different viewings. And and HBO has this weird thing because I did watch it on HBO, not in theaters. Same. So I don't know the the mix the 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 dialogue wasn't mixed all that great. So I had to no. I had to go put on the uh, subtitles. I, I just think that's HBO because none of my other apps do that. Without like, subtitles, that movie like even in the theater, like I needed subtitles because you hear words that kind of sound like other words because they're made up words, right? And to see them spelled out, it helps out so much. Absolutely. More. And the only thing that is the saving grace of that for my house is the fact that the television has a mode on it in which I program into it that is a uh, a vocal seeker. Mm-hmm. So if if it's on the if it's on the vocal track of what's coming through, then they will enhance the audio on it. And that's the only thing that saves me from stuff like that. I did not know about this setting on my viewing, so I watched it the same way you did, Marcus, which was just really loud until people spoke, and then it got really quiet. Yes, yes. Show off. Anyway, so on my first viewing, I think that definitely hindered it a lot because I missed details. Hold on, hold on. What about my opinion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my opinion not valid anymore? It is. It's the most important. That's how we were saving it. Sorry, I'd put my eyes back on. I can't talk without my glasses. Anyway, I enjoyed the movie, but, but, 
Also, I watched on HBO. I didn't seem to have that issue, mm-hmm. but I've got good ears apparently. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I will say the whole movie felt like a big lead up to something. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's obviously the first in what, a 10 book series? Six. Okay. I knew it was something like that. Mm-hmm. So obviously. It's actually the first. It's actually just half of the first book. Yeah. I, Maybe I not even like half. It, I felt like there was no way that that was all the first book. Because no, no, no. no. There, there was no real climax right. nor resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that way. Um, but I mean, like Dane said earlier, like, well, they did announce the sequel, so we do know we're getting another one. Um, but just because of the way it released and everything was so strange, they, they never greenlit it until everybody got excited about it when it was finally released. Mm-hmm. But uh, what were we just speaking of that? greenlighting it? Just, to, just a. To- preface the whole dune thing with the movie it was kind of weird how they were like i don't know you gotta if people don't go to the theater to watch this it may not get a second one it may not get a chance to have a second movie if it doesn't do well enough in theater so make Mm -hmm. sure you go to the theater and pay to watch it there instead of watching it at home on hbo right it was going to get a second movie it's the most probably a marketing strategy sci-fi book of all time and one of well first of all we should talk about how just just simply how the movie looks yeah, yeah. The look of the movie, I think, is literally probably its most standout feature. It's one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. It looks awesome. Yes. And to be in a desert, that's impressive. Yeah, and all the space shots and the spaceships. It was just, that part was great to me. <clears throat> Finding myself in the movie during its darker sequences, like when the witches are around, mm-hmm. I, the, I, the sisters just, and, and let, let me give a big old hand clap to Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's basically a character in the movie because every time that those ladies were even a whisper of them around, like he altered the mood. Mm -hmm. Like even if they were just speaking about these ladies, like even if something wasn't super intense happening, and then they were started talking about these people, like the the mood in the music would change Mm -hmm. because of how sinister he's drawing out these these witches to be. And I'm just, I don't know. It, that that drew me into the movie so deep that I'm yeah. sitting there just like actually getting like chills. Well, see, that's really good because my first watch, I'm also thinking about like new people who are new to the world, new to the setup of it. And that's good that you got that because the Bene Gesserit, those witches that you're talking about, are like extremely powerful, extremely ta- uh, like talented. Like they, they have many abilities, let's say. And they kind of rule from the shadows. You know, they have these schemes within schemes that go centuries long. And, you know, I, I'm glad that you got that from the music because that's one of the details for me that I really wish that we could have got more of. Because as beautiful as the movie was, I feel like there was just certain details about the story that kind of got lost in the huge spectacle. And mm-hmm. part of it would be like the, the Benny Gesserit. I mean, but here, another thing is I've read the book. And it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. And on second viewing... I picked up on a lot more of the dialogue that at least hints at some of these details, mm-hmm. but they just didn't really make it concrete sometimes for me. And so therefore, I feel like sometimes it came off as a little stereotypical, especially with Paul of, sometimes. Of the books that you have read that have movie adaptations of them, what is your favorite you've seen? Well, I mean, probably Lord of the Rings, but it depends on what you're asking. Are you asking like faithful adaptation? I'm, I'm talking like... If you're reading the book and you can actually see that playing out the way the movie's going, mm-hmm. like is Dune compared? Because I know Lord of the Rings. That's like one of the reasons it's most like critically acclaimed for all this stuff is because it's it's such a good interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. But does Dune measure up? Dune your- is an extremely faithful adaptation. Yes, cool. and that is one thing that I also applaud it for. It was very faithful. And some of the ideas that I'm talking about, some of these details I'm talking about, are extremely hard to portray on screen. Like the voice, for example. Oh, the man. voice is not a spell that she's casting. It's a it's, show on NBC. <laughs> That's where you cast your vote to decide who's going to be this season. Her her people, the Bene Gesserit, they're all all female. No males are allowed Except in the Bene Gesserit. Well, right, but... That's actually was against their wishes. Yeah, yeah. Jessica, which they did say in the movie. See, I'm maybe I, my point is completely moot because y'all seem to be picking up on these things, and I'm really glad mm-hmm. because that's why I, the second time I watched the movie, it improved for me because the hints of those details were there. But uh, 
Yeah, because as the lead Bene Jesuit was leaving, she was kind of getting on to Jessica like, right. this this goes against our our wishes or whatever, right. or our orders, like yeah. if you having a son right. and teaching him the ways. Yeah, she, right. she could have a son, but she couldn't teach him the ways, right. and she did anyway. But I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I'm going to say it. We, are, I, we already warned you. I know, oh, you missed warned, the book. Or maybe future movies. I mean... Uh, nah, if they're already listening to spoilers, they're into spoiler theory too, so I mean, Okay, well, the Bene Gesserit... They have control over, or they're they're trying to breed a male Bene Gesserit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's they, they pretty did clear in the movie. That in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was almost that. like a prophecy. Right. And it's Lady Jessica, by the way. Yeah. Oh, um, she she seems to think that <laughs> Paul will fulfill that role, right. which is probably why he's allowed to live and went exactly. through the the hand box test. Mm-hmm. Well, if he hadn't passed that, I don't think he well, would yeah, have been no, allowed, no. allowed to live. Because she said, you him. know, if you don't pass this, you're going to die. Here's this thing I'm holding by your neck. I will kill you with it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I was so glad to see in the movie, and I'm glad that we're talking about it in a, in a spoiler zone because I can just not hold back. I loved how they talked about it when the Bene Gesserit was like, you know, the the one, the the culmination of all the different all the different bloodlines and all of the different you know the talents and this and that. And they talked about this, and then they show these visions in a non-linear pattern of prog- like it's progressive you can either see a determined future or it's a one of many possibilities that this guy's connected to he's also connected to the past he's he's connected yes. to he's connected to the spirit of it all the beginning he's connected to the future the possibilities of it that's what dr- and bold statement boys that's what draws me into this harder than Star Wars, and I think I enjoy it a little bit more. Whoa! Well, and Star Wars definitely draw was inspired by the books, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And and well, things like the voice, like that's kind of like a precursor yeah. to the the Jedi mind trick or and something. Spice, like the importance of spice, because right. I mean, uh, spice runners and things in Star Wars too. They right. even took the same word, desert planet hero. Right. But yeah. the thing about it is, I was worried on my first watch that Paul was kind of coming off as like this kind of stereotypical chosen one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad you said what you said too, because it's making me, like I said, think that maybe it's just I was too worried about new viewers like coming to this mm-hmm. movie and getting behind it. Yeah. Uh, because it seems like y'all at least picked up on a lot of these details that I was worried if they conveyed properly enough. Because mm-hmm. to me, Paul's not, it's not really a chosen one. You know yeah. what I mean? No. And, but, has- and there's no commentary on like what that would be like mm-hmm. in real life, like that chosen one archetype. We've seen that a million times. Yeah. yeah. Herbert was very aware of that and there was commentary on like what the socioeconomic implications of of a person like that would be and i just didn't feel like that there was there was any of that he didn't deal with the movie didn't deal with those kinds of I think, heavy things i think the issue with that would be that all of that is almost just within the background Right. Of what they're having to focus on these main stories, these main characters, and within the background, you have to watch the people because you know he gets to this planet and the people are just welcoming him and worshiping him because they've already heard rumors from the Bene Gesserit that the one right. is coming. So right, so, they have seeded like her, her you know, the, the Bene Gesserit witches have seeded those myths centuries ago yeah. in order to be able to take advantage of that later. And, which and is that's, brilliant. That exactly, and that's what makes Paul so cool to me. Mm-hmm. And even as he gains power, and, and remember in the desert scene where he sees that uh, crusade in his name, this this universal yeah. war that will break out of fanatic followers, you know that is like one of the things that drives the novel. It drives Paul to to become even more powerful than he already is, and you know he try to change that outcome. But it, it just you know it, it's one of those things that haunts the future. That he can that he's seen glimpses of, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that because yeah. I don't want to spoil too too much for the next movie. Just mm-hmm. based on what I've seen of the movie, um, my quick little takes: I don't really like the look of the spaceships. Some of what? them look dumb. Some of them look really cool. Mm-hmm. One looks like a bloated tick. I don't like that one. It was the one that the the Harkoners Harkonnen. Yeah, the Harkonnen. It was one of their ships. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, they did a really good job with the villain because mm-hmm. the whole time that the Baron's on screen, I'm like, 
this guy, dude. I mean, yeah. like, and that's an, that's one of the other details. There's nothing said about that, like centuries old blood feud between him and the Atreides house. Like, yeah. this is an old feud. The only time it's, it's coming to a head, yeah. right here. It's mentioned yep. once at the table, like right. whenever he's like, whenever the Baron is is sitting over um, the Duke, Duke Leto, Duke Leto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he me- he does mention their their blood feud for so long but it's real quick and right it's just right in that moment and did you notice he says cousin yes he yep. does say cousin that's actually a reveal that kind of shocked me because it seems like one of those that they would say for the second movie i liked uh i liked how creepy the baron was because you know he's he's paralyzed and he's got those robotics that are built into his body that allow him to hover well i think suspensors is what they call them in the books they 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 made some necessary changes to the Baron in the movies, um, but the Baron was so morbidly obese that he had to have those suspensors okay. in the mm-hmm. book. So you know, I don't know. I think they did a very good job at portraying him as well. But like I said, just tiny details that I really wish they had added. Mm. But y'all made me feel a lot better about yep. it, and I'm so excited for the second movie because I think they're going to have opportunities to kind of go more a little bit more in depth with some of these bigger concepts. You know, and the thing that I, I kind of I've never read the books, but the thing that I wish that they would, I hope they addressed in the books was the fact that if he does end up bringing some kind of extreme change or some kind of, you know, ruining of the Benny Gesserit's plan, that he is a creation of their design and it is all their fault. Because if they would have just let him live his life, mm-hmm. he would have have, he would have never, never discovered and tapped into the latent abilities that he had inside of him latent latent, latent yes. abilities yeah. latent abilities that's not, actually a very good observation latent. and yes it definitely does yeah. deal with that the books good. definitely deal with that fantastic um but the another thing they kind of nerfed paul a little bit paul's becomes I, I don't think it's a too big of a spoiler to say paul becomes very powerful extremely freaking powerful but they also nerfed him a little bit because he's actually remember at the beginning of the movie third for Hawat, he he like it, the guy that rolls his eyes at the back of his head and does these calculations like a computer would yes yeah. uh so Paul's actually being trained as a mentat as well is, is that what that one guy was yes okay and so he's not only you know not only is he the product of this bloodline genetic breeding experiment the Benny Gesserit training which they call it the way in the movie in the books it's called the weirding way. And so there's like a fighting technique to it as well. Mm. You know, it's all about body, controlling your body, like on a molecular level and stuff. Um, like the force. I mean, that's yeah, kind of, yeah, I mean, a lot like that. Yeah. Mm. It, I will say, I thought it was really cool. The effect that they would put on the voice of the person when they was using the, the voice. voice. Yes. It was really cool. And I might be in the minority here. I didn't think the Benny Jesserit was creepy at all. I thought they were really cool. I thought they were cool too. You know, absolutely. I love the shot of Jessica in getting blown by the wind and yeah. the rain. And that's that just those lights coming down and those witches coming out. Yeah. Beautiful. Such a beautiful movie. Oh, uh, the thing that just, I didn't think they were actually creepy. Like, I thought that the the music just kind of set their tone to kind of have that sinister edge. Uh, it it kind of did. I mean. They were obviously like witch, like shadowy witch figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they it, would, it you know, well. dress in a sundress or something instead <laughs> of like, <laughs> we are the shadows. We are old women. We are. Well, I mean, Lady Jessica was a member of the Benny Jessica, and she didn't dress like that. Yeah, but even when they were moving planets, she had like gold and colors on her. She well, wasn't all black. She's also got to play the part of being a part of this basically yeah. royal family. But, yeah. th- but she lives her life according to the Benny Gesserit from what I've seen in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you would think that her wardrobe would be according. Like but it might married. be finer. Mm-hmm. But remember she says like, he says I should have married you. They're not actually married. Yeah. So, so she's not really why. a member of royalty anyway. Then. Yeah. But, th- but definitely like uh, Duncan Idaho, which is Jason Momoa and Gurney Halleck, which was what's his name? Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they treat her as such, you know, they treat her as yeah. the Duke's, I mean, concubine, I guess, would be her official title, maybe, mm-hmm. which is a word that you should get familiar with in Dune. Um, but where was I going with it? Well, for and another detail, which I don't know if it's necessary in the movies, and I don't know if it's true in the movies, but in the books, every, like a lot of people in the galaxy are addicted to the spice. And once you come off the spice, you're gone. Like, you're well, going to die. 
They never even really mentioned what the spice was. Right. They just Until said the end, I there's spice did, and we harvested. And it's an a hallucinogen. They mm-hmm. definitely said that for okay. for thought, the people of the courts. And, yeah. and did they mention that it was necessary for navigating space as yes. well? Yes. Yeah, for okay. lights. For, I must have missed well, those details. So the, spa- yeah. the guild navigators, they use the spice to be able to kind of be prescient and mm-hmm. to see the future to be able to know which pathways to take. Yeah. Through the through mm-hmm. the stars, yeah, they mentioned that. So they're reliant upon spice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's used in two different ways because mm-hmm. the people of the, the natives of the planet use right. it as a hallucinogen and also mm-hmm. kind of like their way of life. You know, it, right. it has a lot to do with that. And then the higher society, if you want to say or whatever, mm-hmm. they're they're like, no, this is how we get across like space lanes to right. be able to travel at light speed to other mm-hmm. places. And all these things will become very important as the plot moves forward. I'm sure. Uh, at least, you know, judging from the books. Mm-hmm. What do they season their food with? Oh, well, they actually call point. it a spice diet. Even the the Fremen who live on the planet, and that's another thing. I wish we'd got a little bit more about that. I wish we just got a little bit more of basically all the details. I can agree I with guess. that. Uh, you know, what's, what's life like for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because everything, there's just so much spice intake. And, you know, the ones with the bluer eyes have been exposed for even longer because it'll, like, overtake even the whites of your eyes. Oh, yeah. so is that why their eyes are blue? Yeah. Yes. Did you spice. watch the movie? I did. I feel like I need to watch it <laughs> you again. You said you heard it You definitely need to watch it again because, because I, 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 apparently I've missed so many details. Oh, here. yeah. Me too. I had the exact same experience. Definitely watch it twice. Watch it with the subtitles on uh, and try to pick up on those those. Because some of the words, it seems so vague. Like what she's saying, she's yeah. saying, the mind who can bridge time and space. It's like, okay, what does that even mean? Yeah. And so that's why I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, give me more. Yeah. You know, but then watching it again, they've laid the groundwork. They've definitely laid the groundwork. It's just that movie two, I'm sure, is going to attempt to be an even bigger spectacle. And so I'm hoping that we can really pump some details in there to really make it come to life. Well, usually like something like this, the second movie is a lot more for people really interested in it already. Like right. it's the ones they so they're like, okay, we can get deeper now. We've mm-hmm. laid this baseline for everybody. If it's not your thing, you're not going to care about the second movie. But if it is, we mm-hmm. can get a lot more specific right. and complicated. Well, and they've talked about doing there. a spinoff TV series about the Benny Gesserit called The Sisterhood of Dune. Really? Yes, which was a, a novel, or, I believe. Yeah. I think it was a whole series because I know that they had, there was the Dune series, then a couple of other series in the Dune verse. Yeah, so that's um, you know we live in an age of these cinematic universes, and if if we're going that way with this kind of art style and stuff, I, I'm really Ooh. down for that. Yeah, you know, like I think it's a nice change of pace, mm-hmm. kind of from the Marvel and DC. Absolutely, uber CGI stuff. You know, there was obviously a lot of CGI in that movie, but so tastefully done. Are you telling me there's not all them real spaceships out there? (laughs) I'm just, why you got to just crush my hopes and dreams like that? I'd be interested to see what that director can do with a Star Wars title. Like that would be like just kind of reimagine the the style of it. Because surely this has to like put his name out there for for them to be like, "Hmm." yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's already kind of regarded as one of the best directors on planet Earth right now. Gotcha. And so I, I think that's such a great mix. I mean, having that guy do a a title, an, an IP such as Dune, I think we're in for a treat for sure. A yeah, I mean, Michael Bay did a fantastic job directing this <laughs> film. <laughs> but yeah, we need more movies like Dune, I think. Yeah. For sure. I agree. I just don't know if we have the strength to uh, actually accomplish the, just like the work that goes into making a movie like that. God, just because, army. Just because, people. you know, the thing that is the ultimate strength builder is the fat grips, hand grips. Fat grips. With a Z. Fat oh, grips. Well, duh. <laughs> fat grips, the ultimate arm builder. Okay. This is a non-paid sponsorship by Fat Grips, the ultimate arm builder. Thanks for nothing, Fat Grips. You see, Fat Grips, I, I, <laughs> um, I'm doing a physique show next year. I've mentioned it a little bit, but I've not really fully made it clear. I'm doing a physique show to where I'm doing an actual bodybuilding show. Um, it's where you you lean yourself down. You've built yourself up to a certain point. You lean yourself down to a certain body percent fattage. And, well, let me smack my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, a body Bobby. percent fattage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a that was a really fun mix up. The body fat percentage, and uh, you display yourself to see if your anatomy has beat the other human anatomy you're standing next to. So, 
basically it's a wiener measuring contest. Actually, no, it's I'm a not- fattage measuring contest. Yeah, it's a fattage measuring <laughs> uh, contest, well, you I mean, sack of shit. It's like golf. The lower score wins. So <laughs> does the winner get a girth certificate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they get, they get one complimentary with their free sword that they win for winning the competition. Yes. Uh, this was actually a product that was the winner of Men's Health Magazine's Fitness Award for 2021. The uh, bodybuilding.com workout accessory of the year. Uh, I just, I felt like it was the weirdest thing to stumble upon as clinic, like scientific research and clinical research. I guess if you want to say that, if you're including like sports clinics, uh, show that a fatter grip on a bar, like a wider grip, as far as like what your hands girth can hold activates more muscle fibers <laughs> within your forearms and your biceps. So if you're doing your exercises with these, uh, you actually can activate more muscle fibers in your forearms and your biceps, building stronger arms. All because you're grabbing a wider pole. Can exactly. you repeat that? So, I mean, I've got a really big hand. So, like a flesh? Yeah, yeah, like, like a flesh. My hand is made of flesh. <laughs> and so if I grab girthier things, I get bigger muscles. That's what the research shows, and that's and the internet has no reason to lie to me, Marcus. No, it really doesn't. And what you got to do? And these, <laughs> no, I don't. And, and and it's not like these awards are actually like prestigious awards. I just think it's a pretty cool mention, and it's also really weird that they're like these little like foam slash gel combo things. You just, just stretch over the outside of a, a uh, barbell to make them thicker, mm-hmm. just so you're having to hold on to something that's wider, mm-hmm. and it is. So it's there's science behind it and it's it's i think it's kind of weird oh, yeah. but the, the thing about that is it would it would build up your grip strength and it would make you even more deadly made it, it no i said make you it'd make mm, you there's a d in there i have had made <laughs> a plenty and i shared with you i'm not smacking you my still mouth have to smack the mouth when the mouth needs smacking smash me smacking yes daddy so if you're holding on to a spear you need a stronger grip strength so I would suggest you is, use is that the, a euphemism. No, I was just thinking that you'd need the fat grips if you're going to succeed in the deadliest warrior television show. <laughs> Does anybody remember Deadliest Warrior? Is that the one where they like <laughs> pitted things against other things, like you know, uh, a Green Beret versus Spetsnaz? One thousand percent yes okay now oh, I okay me too it's like a spartan versus yeah. a, in my I head i've seen ninja warrior first i'm like that's yeah. not what he's talking about deadliest warrior is a television program in which information and historical or modern warriors and their weapons are used to determine which of them is the deadliest based upon tests performed during each episode so basically you're having like known weapons to these different classes of I guess warriors is what we'll use in heavy quotation. Um, you know, they could be soldiers. They could be, you know, they could be ninjas. They could be samurai. They could be Shaka Zulu. I mean, it's Berserker. Just, so you've got the, the episodes list as such. Apache versus Gladiator. Viking versus Samurai. Spartan versus Ninja. Stupid matchup. It was, they had some then, stupid matchups. <laughs> they were totally different fighting styles. Spartans were in your face, beat you up, kill you, and do their thing. Ninjas would like sneak up, hit you, run away. That you can't. You that's can't part of the point of the show. Match up people, but they that want such to, different styles. Yeah, but say, are we? Look, do we give them a whole like mansion that's like no power? Because then the ninja wins. But if you just put them put them in a circle pit, you know. Well, they pit them against each other in ways to where they're actually going to be in circumstances to where the ninja has to use that stealth ability. Does it succeed? Like, it's almost like a roll of chance for the way they've calculated this stuff. I mean, it's not like it's dead science. It's just, well, if they were under this circumstance right here and he was walking in front of this bush and there was a ninja behind this bush and he threw that poison dart right into the back of his calf right there, but then that calf actually had a protective plate over it because he was having this kind of, well, it looks like they're going to have to have a brawl down fist to fist because in deadliest warrior you're gonna have a pirate versus a knight <laughs> and you're gonna also have stupid yeah the, the, the yakuza versus the mafia that one's good green berets yeah. versus spetsnaz like he said or spetsnaz or spets or spit, spetsnaz spetsnaz spit 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 snot 
um, the Shaolin monks for versus the Maori warriors. Uh, that's an island kind of oh, yeah. clan thing. Uh, William Wallace versus, versus Shaka Zulu. Or the IRA versus the Taliban. Not the IRA, just IRA versus the Taliban. I was thinking of IRS in my mind. <laughs> I'm just the, thinking about all these people with suits well, was, and briefcases. The Irish Republican Army. Oh, the okay, IRA. Okay, okay. You act like there's like 17. No, I mean, like when I think. Not I, the IRA, when just I, IRA. Well, no, when I think the IRA, I think about that thing that you put your money into that you're having to actually say. Roth save. IRA? Who? A Roth IRA? Is it Roth or Ralph? It's Roth. Roth. It's Roth. R-O-T-H. Oh, okay. So not the Superman actor. No, no, no. No. Okay, okay. But I just remember watching these and. They do matches as well as a part of their Back for Blood special, uh, ancient matches, including the Apache, the Samurai, the Spartan, the Shaolin Monk, William Wallace. They they recant a lot of these characters and they'll put them up against other characters. It's uh, like a show making like roundtable nerd talk into an actual thing. <laughs> and they use they use ballistics tests. They use the ballistics dummies, which I've already talked about Forged and Fire on here before. And Forged and Fire does a great job with their use of the ballistics dummies to show what the knives would actually do to a human body if it's piercing it like this. Mm-hmm. So you've got them using all those ancient weapons like they would be using with the ninja or, you know, William Wallace with his giant claymore. The show was for cool ninja shit, you know, the mall ninja shit that you find, like all the, the crazy <laughs> weapons. Like, it's like, well, this is something that people said that these people use. It would be fun. They just really wanted something fun to beat yeah. a dummy with in a, in a warehouse. <laughs> and, I mean, and I'll I don't blame them. Yeah, and it, and it, it did like really so fun. well, it warranted a second season. Just kidding. It went straight to DVD and Blu-ray after that, after one season. April 7th, 2009 was when it premiered, and it was released on Blu-ray and DVD for the only season, May 11th, 2010. Now, isn't there some YouTube channel that pits, like, instead of these types of uh, warrior battles, like like superheroes and, like, nerd... Uh, characters and death things. battle, death battle. There okay. was a couple of them. Bat in the yeah. Sun did it for so a I while. I feel like a lot of people on YouTube N- do that. Now, Bat yeah. in the Sun did more of the live action kind of versions of it. The yeah. death battles could be anything between like animated. St- it's all animated styles. So I've seen a few of theirs eight bit. I've seen a few of theirs like just your standard cartoons. I've seen a, su- a few of them seem like Capcom characters and like mm-hmm. fighting games. It's it's pretty cool. Neat. But with the Deadliest Warrior, they were live action. And they would give you like the scientific breakdown of how they would get the most powerful thrusts from their weapons from using their body this way. And it would show you all the different techniques and like the actual body science behind it. From And then there was another show that kind of built off that same thing called Fight Science that talked about like the body's motions and they yeah. used motion capture and everything else to show the way that people were, you know, throwing punches or the way they were throwing kicks and how, you know, one kick from a Muay Thai fighter could break a, a man's entire face. And, you know, it's just crazy stuff. But I saw Deadliest Warrior on the internet today in a meme. <laughs> I can't find this meme again. I've tried, but you know how Facebook works. You've seen it once. You've that's seen it. it that's, twice. That's, that's it. You've seen it once. <laughs> like that's anything you're interested in on Facebook. You just you're, you've seen it once. It's gone. Um, but the uh, the test performed on this just. I think that they walked so forged and fire could run. Yes, I remember it somewhat. But who won, the ninja or the pirate? I don't know. That wasn't a matchup. The pirate beat the knight, and the ninja beat the Spartan. A pirate can't beat a knight. No, it's fucking that's, stupid. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Basically, it sounds to me just like a better way of playing paper, rock, scissors, but we've never actually a, a, like adopted it. Or just know. like just do 1v1s like with D&D rules or something. In my house, we play boulder parchment shears. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shears, I need to run to the other room and grab a pair of scissors real quick because I got this thread on the shirt that is bugging me to absolute death, so I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. (laughs) I saw Dane left the room, so I figured it was time for Malcolm to shine. You guys don't have enough seats for me in here whenever Dane's here, so I wait until he leaves. You You don't want me here? You need me here, Tiny, because you love me. I'm here. We should put on the Discord, like, 
literally like vote how we're gonna murder him. I, I, <laughs> I saw the Discord. I've got my own channel in the Discord for uh, the what are they called? The Mega Malcolm Heads, I think is what they're called. They love me. Speaking of loving me. They love to hate you. That's still love in my book. I love it. I'm here with the cream. I'm excited for the cream, Malcolm. Malcolm. Here, Malcolm's here to give you the cream, everybody. And this cream's the same as last week's cream because Pick Me came out with their Halloween episode yesterday. And we were on there. And you all need to go listen to it. Did you guys like it? Malcolm, I don't know if you're necessarily considered a part of we yet, but <laughs> but we're doing our best to try to just uh, allow you to be dude, don't here. Don't even give him that hope. Don't even give him oh. that. It like, is not my job to crush people's hopes. If they we're crushing anything, we rely the boom boom pow hand guy. Tiny, get him. Um, I love crushing hopes and dreams. Malcolm, we're not going to buy you a chair. Oh, it's that's, okay. That's it's, never going to be a thing. I'll even sit on the floor, or I'll look in the window you're, you're not from behind the floor. Dane's chair. You're so not allowed okay. at the window. The only place you're allowed is the bad spider room. Actually, if you take it, I've already got a twin mattress in the bad spider room. That's where I live now. Good, stay in there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that creeps me out to no end. But if you want to consider the bad spider room, I mean, the the grape sack kind of can be that sometimes. It's getting cold outside, and if they're cold, you. Bring them in, your in mouth. you know. Bring them in, so the, the spiders are here, and so is Malcolm. He's here with the cream, and then the, the, that I, I absolutely accept that you're here, Malcolm. Thank you very much. So everybody, listen to Pick Me on the Halloween episode. It was real good, and we were there, and we enjoyed it a lot. And I'm gonna go check and see if Dane found those scissors. He, we did enjoy it a lot. I don't even know what's going on right now. Like you said words, Marcus, and then I, I'm still lost. And I hope Dane found those scissors because I hope Malcolm's gone. I did. I finally got this thing snipped off. I'm still trying to wipe the cream off did my you face. you find the scissors? Yeah, I found the scissors, Malcolm. Thank you. Man, he's so helpful. I'm glad he's here for us. Did he mention the Pick Me thing? Like yes. the, the podcast yeah. Pick Me that we were on for the Halloween episode? He did. He did? Okay, awesome. Yeah, everybody should really go listen to that. I'm glad he was here with the cream for that. That was really good. <laughs> It it was a thing. Now, <laughs> my topic is not. It's not that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what did you just swipe? On? Actually, no. Do I not accidentally open the internet. That. Please, we're not going there. Okay, good. We're That's gonna just... go to my notes now. My topic is. It's not a stolen topic. It is a tribute topic. My topic is Reddit didn't ask the greats. <laughs> It's not the How greatest it, segment in the world. This is a only a tribute. segment. I'm talking it's about my, me doing it. It's a tribute. Oh, you're tributing me? Yeah, let me do the line. Come okay, on. Okay, go ahead. Do it. It's not just a tribute. That's it is a celebration mm. of you and your topic. Thank you so much. You gotta <laughs> believe, man. Yeah. I wish you were there. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> so this question was posed by Sonic the screwdriver sonic da screwdriver <laughs> the fastest screwdriver in the west yeah. how strong would ion man be my little brother always mispronounces superhero names especially iron man one day he pronounced it as ion man and me of course with my nerdy brain started thinking how would a superhero with the powers of ionizing radiation work and how strong would he be Special request, describe how a fight between Ion Man and any other superhero would be like, and well, who Iron is the Man. winner? It'd have to be Iron Man, right? Iron Man versus Ion Man. Ion Man would be able to uh, either negatively or positively affect the energy around him, so he would be able to uh, draw all of the energy from Tony Stark's suit, rendering him useless. So That would also kill him. Well, only in the earlier iterations of the movie, because later on in the movies, you know, he he got kinda, the shards taken out. Yeah, he well, that's the, no fun. We got to find somebody more powerful him for him to fight. Yeah, then that one, that one was low hanging fruit. Well, I mean, sorry, I no, that's answer. good. Okay, you what about it. what about like Batman? Not just because Batman's the greatest superhero in all the known universes, but in that rubber suit, he is insulated. I honestly, from so many things. I honestly think that Batman. <laughs> Might be the one to face him because of the rubber suit, but I think that the better option to face him is Deadpool. 
I would like to see this. in a rubber suit because Batman. Yes, he <laughs> he could probably develop some kind of material to have his bat suit coated in that would be like I'm Bruce Wayne. I've done science, so now I've got a suit that on the molecular structure of it. But Deadpool would just wear a rubber suit. <laughs> It would just be, it would a, be a gimp suit. It would be a gimp suit, like some kind of rubber gimp suit with a Deadpool mask over the front of it, and he would wear that. And uh, the just the lines that he would spew from, number one, deflecting this, and he would still feel it. That's the problem. Even though you're insulated, you're not completely prevented from being affected by it. Um, but he's got his regenerative abilities, and he's Deadpool, and he would just make lots of jokes about the way his balls smelled because of the rubber suit. Yeah, but that would be it, would be. Wouldn't the radiation also give him like turbo cancer? He already has that. No, he's got regular cancer. No, no, no he's he got has turbo. turbo. Okay, okay, super mega ultra That's turbo it cancer. That's it how it's described. It's like if his regenerative. Oh, his regenerative. Do it, slap it. I no. can't. Yeah, but his his regenerative abilities. This pleasures me. <laughs> I can't feel my lips. So it's this not, pleasures it, you. Yes. Okay. Good. It uh, does. I thought it might please you, but instead, I I've never. <laughs> I said I, what I, I said. I, I didn't. I didn't mean for this to be the ASMR episode all over again. If this pleasures you by hearing me smack my mouth gently. Oh boy. Uh, I don't just even do it again. Just no, would Island Man have to carry around a bunch of radiation stuff with him? Like, I feel like it comes from inside of him. Like he generates it with his body. He so, so he's not just like made of pure radiation. What if it was like Polka Dot Man, to where he had uh, like that? He has to expel it from his body. Yeah, like or he can only collect. Like he can only collect so much of it before it just collects on him to where he's like immobile and he has to just expel the the. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that kind of goes back to the first season of the show heroes the guy that had the radiation thing have you all seen the seen that show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. so like he he collects all this and then he eventually has to get it out yeah and when he gets it out it's like a big nuclear explosion like going to wouldn't talk about yeah you gotta that, get it in you exactly wouldn't that man technically be ion man i think that that could be a good kind of representation of him but i don't believe that the ion man is going to be as much of a radiation as it is electrical charge it's a radiation ionized radiation yeah which i don't know exactly what that is so so i'm trying to define his powers because you could make him into like a cosmic level threat or you could just make him like like you said a a villain on heroes yeah Yeah. well that guy wasn't really a villain he was right right he's kind of a patsy yeah a patsy yeah that's my mom yeah but it also feels like a, I don't know, Patsy just seems like a, like a little like slap, you know, like just a little <laughs> well, smack in the face. Well, that's kind of what it is, except yeah. that smack in the face usually triggers something really bad. Oh, yeah. no. Also yeah. a singer. Hmm? Slap in Patsy the face? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I also had a second question. Yes, go on. So, hey, sci-fi Reddit, particularly nerdy question. Would you rather be a Time Lord or a Green Lantern? That's posed by Parallax91. Well, I know they'd rather be a Green Lantern. Their name is a Yellow Lantern thing. A Time Lord. A t- yeah, Doctor oh, Who. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one for sure. I can answer this in a short haiku. <laughs> it better be a fucking haiku. Uh, it's, if it's not a real haiku, I'm going to lose my mind. This better gonna, be. It's not a haiku. No, make it, make it a haiku. I then. can't make it a make haiku. It 575, I, do it now. I can't. Make it With now. blood Slap and rage of. Nope. Can't do it. No, I try can't. again. Try I can't. again. With blood and rage, they. That's not it. I have to make <laughs> no, a full complete. That's terrible. You're oh, making me. You're make, you said haiku. I was I making haiku. Bless you. So with blood and rage of crimson red ripped from a corpse so freshly dead. No, I would love to be a lantern, but not a green lantern. The Give question me, was specifically green. Yeah, I did say green. What kind of willpower do we have, Tiny. Do you really look at us and think like, man, these guys are just all full of willpower. Like they can, they're just great at controlling themselves. Like you get a bowl of chocolate in the middle of this room. Three out of the four of us are going to be like, should I? I was the one that did. It, it depends on what top of chocolate. See, now the question says, be a Green Lantern. So it wouldn't be like hoping to be chosen or something right. like that. You've already been chosen. So yes. you do have the will because the ring deemed it so. So you've got two hearts if you're a Dr. Hooman. Or you've got the ring already as a Green Lantern. And man, 
man, that's really hard, actually. Because both of them need something to have their abilities, because the Time Lord needs the uh, TARDIS to be able to get around. Well, I mean, I, I personally would choose TARDIS. TARDIS, sorry. Yeah. Time Lord, because uh-huh. I have been inside of a TARDIS. Did, and it, did it kill that poor turtle? No. <laughs> but... <laughs> wrong spelling T-A-R-D-I-S I got, I got seven dollars in me pocket for being an inside of a tortoise but, <laughs> but I would choose Time Lord because instead of just making now I'm my knowledge of Green Lantern only exists in the Ryan Reynolds movie. So I'm I'm going to preface everything (laughs) else with that. So (laughs) Ryan, Ryan Reynolds himself is sorry right now. He says, I'm sorry. And that alone forms my basis of knowledge of green lantern. Other than, you know, the episode where Dane spoke about the lantern Corps. Mm -hmm. but that, that makes me go time Lord because I can move through time and or space. As opposed to make a uh, Hot Wheels track well, with a car, I could just, just make so many more of, through places. I could just make so many more of my dreams come true if I were able to travel through time than I would if I could just make it a green thing on my hand. But you do have kind of these laws that you have to follow of time and space, to where you can't like screw with stuff too much, or you're gonna sure. But I can at least witness it, right? Yeah, you can watch because I'm on you the show. I'm, I'm on the TV show, so right. I've got to sh- yeah, you know, gotta have a show. Ooh, and you'd have to have a companion, too. Can they be a Green Lantern? Can Uh, your companion be a Green Lantern? What if Doctor Who was a Green Lantern? Oh, my God. That did not pleasure me. (laughs) In case anybody was wondering. (laughs) No, that's... that. I've not thought about that, because... Oh, man. I mean, he's going through time and space. So he could end up with one, right? Exactly. Or, you know, just if Doctor Who, just if the Doctor had knowledge of the Lantern Corps, mm-hmm. like that would be enough for me. <laughs> yeah. well, I just would like, assume that he did. Well, yeah, they're different universes, and unless they're all universes. Unless they are. Oh, my gosh. They well, all exist within yeah, Stephen King's universe. So. Yeah. And the Doctor did. <laughs> oh, exactly. And the Doctor did move through different universes. He's done a lot. I feel like I'm avoiding the question because I don't want to answer because I love both things so much. But my love for the Lantern Corps goes back way farther. So, like for like, and I've seen all of at least the the newer Doctor Who's, uh, not the old school ones, just because I haven't taken the time to do so yet because I don't want to not like them, and I just want to <laughs> would rather not see them and say I'm going to get to it than have watched them. What if and it's go, the yeah, best part of them all? It could be. They could be super charming, like old Star Trek episodes and stuff. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with Lantern. Just, I mean, I have a tattoo of the Blue Lantern Corps of my arm, so I think I would need to, to that go would with make the Green Lanterns. Being a Green Lantern, kind of awkward. No, actually, no, it'd make no, him they work together. Yeah, the, oh, the, okay, that, okay. that's my like tribute to my best buddies, the Blue oh, okay, Lanterns. Okay, if I were a Green Lantern, uh, so yeah, I think I'd have to go with Green Lantern. Plus, I get to meet Superman probably. Yeah, we'd be sure. friends. You can meet him regardless of who you are. That's Marcus, a, what do you think? Biggie for me. He's, I already said. Yeah, Time Lord for him. Oh, so you're a Time Lord? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What about you, Tony? Time Lord. I thought it was pretty obvious. Yeah, he's oh, a Time Lord. Oh, you're a Time yeah. I want to I see a dinosaur with my real eyes. You know, the thing <laughs> that I keep fighting with myself over here is and whether, I, whether <laughs> I want to. Because I've got, <laughs> wait, I missed it. I, I was too. listening to him talk. What did you watch him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the only thing that I'm kind of getting hung up on is the Gross. Uh, whether I could fly because the flying thing with the Green Lantern is is it's there, but you could fly in the TARDIS. You know the the idea of having constructs made from my willpower to think about these things enough to make them into reality with the power of my ring. Awesome, being able to go back to 1981 and see Journey playing concert live. I, I, <laughs> During their heyday. I'm sorry that's a big deal for me, and you are a music snob, you no, ass. <laughs> it's just funny. Why is that not funny? <laughs> Watching his, you his go back. His dad was an audiophile. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not my fault. My yeah. dad's fault. Well, Journey. He's on the registry. If your imagination is good enough as a Green Lantern. Ah. <laughs> oh, if your imagination is good enough, you can just recreate Journey playing it for you with your ring if you really wanted to. You know what? Also, when you're a Green Lantern, you're opened up to the rest of the Lantern Corps. So that kind of gives you, yeah, I, that gives me an opportunity to be a Red Lantern even more. Like Guy Gardner, he's yeah. both. I choose Green Lantern. Yeah, that means you're in the universe of the Lanterns. So if you wanted to, you could probably make you could it somehow. Happen. Yeah, you'd just have, you know, yeah, couple of see the the quests, the, oh, okay. and you'll be there. The there thing that upsets me the most about the Lanterns. Um, it's going to be that my favorite character in the DC universe, Shazam, hence the name, uh, would be associated with my least favorite Lantern Corps, which is the Blue Lanterns. Oh, uh, why? Why you got to be like? Why you got to put them at the bottom like that when they're my favorite? Why you got to do that? He's even wearing a Blue Lantern shirt. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> what timing? That was a damn good like, guess. Yeah, that's I'm, really. Good. I'm a really. I'm a really power forward on the aggression type when it comes to my fantasy arcs, yeah. except for I'm more finesse, except for Billy yeah. and Shazam, because I mean, I really like the, the story behind it, but I just, I don't see, I don't see any, oh man, the wisdom of Solomon mixed in with the blue lanterns though. Just that would saying. be, I retract my previous statement. Hold on. Hey. Let's reverse the time. Hey. I am Malcolm. I'm here with the crew. Oh, no. You went too far back. <laughs> Punch your oh, ear. No, that already did once. This I, wish, uh, I wish Malcolm were, were here right now for what's about to happen. So, you know what episode number this is? 69? No, yet. We're getting there, though, and that episode is going to be nice. Man, that's going to be off the hook. This is episode 66. It's episode 66. So, Order 66 is a Star Wars, if you're you're familiar. Uh, So, what I want us to do is, I want to play... Who wants to be a Sith? Me! (laughs) I don't want a little brother. What? What? Like Big Fifth and Little Fifth? (laughs) That's negative four points for Austin. Damn it. Welcome to the show, Who Wants to Be a Sith? I'm Darth Scrumptious, and I'll be here making sure that all of you know just what it takes to become a Sith with me. Because there can only be two, so there can only be one winner of the three of you. Oh, no. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask a series of questions. They are going to be all Sith-related within the Star War. So, the first person to say Vroom, which we all know, according to the rooster, is the sound a lightsaber makes as you swing it. So, the first person to say Vroom, as I ask these questions, will be able to answer first. At the end of all these questions, the person with the most points will be my number two. It's a poop joke. That's what you get here on Who Wants to Be a Sith with me, Darth Scrumptious. So, question number one, all you potential Sith. Austin, I see you're accessing the part of your brain that holds all of your Star Wars information. I'm doing my best. Pull the file out. You're going to need it. It hurts me. (laughs) I'll throw a softball at first, and after that, all of the questions, the difficulties will be scramble jambled. The first one is... Who is the last known Sith to live? Vroom. Austin Shazam Pfeiffer. The Emperor. Whose name is? Palpatine. Whose Sith name is? Darth Sidious. That's the one. Gosh. One point. If I didn't get that one, I'm not going to get any of the other ones. <laughs> All right. Gotta be more aggressive. Quit. Yeah, you really do. It's a Sith thing, being aggressive. Yes. Oh, that's a good start. I'm one scared. point, Marcus. <laughs> what? is the English translation of Darth Vader. Vroom. Tiny. Father. The first portion of Darth Vader. It is the translation of Uh, the entire word. Darth means? No. Vroom. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He didn't say there was a time limit. I will give you six seconds. Dark. All right. That was quick. Yep. It is Dark Father. That is what Darth Vader... And he was voiced by James Earl Jones. Yes, and I was going to make that a question, but didn't. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) In the first movie. 
What is the name of the planet where Darth Vader's castle resides? You son of a... Oh, 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 Mustafar. Ding, ding, ding. We have a Darth. It was the volcanic world of Mustafar. Very well done. I got one. Our scores are now tied one apiece. Next question. What is the Sith name of Count Dooku? I see the agony in all three of your faces. I'll give you a hint. Starts with Darth. (laughs) It's not a hint. Oh. Oh my God, it's in here. What's the first letter? The first letter is D because the first word is Darth. No, of the one that we don't know. Not telling. If you need to phone a friend, you may. What does that mean? I'm going to Google it quicker than you. No, no you can't Google. <laughs> no. no. He phone. said phone. He said phone. A friend. If you Google, you're out. If you Google, you're oh out. God. Who can I you call? Can, did you already Google? No. I saw you typing. I got to count. Whoever calls and gets the answer from someone first will get this point. What is the Sith name of Count Dooku? Oh, my God. Call Rooster. No. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) It's going to be three phone calls at once. Oh, no. (laughs) Come on, seven. This is terrible. He's probably asleep. Almost seven. No one likes any of you. I'm sorry, the person you were trying. I'm sorry, the person. We have no friends. We have no friends. Oh my oh, god! Second one to try. Uh, I can't do it. I'm just gonna make a guess so I can be eliminated. Uh, Darth. Hold ter- on. I'm getting a phone call. Dane, what's what's uh, Count Dooku's Sith name? Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. Vroom. Darth Tyrannus. Marcus gets it. <laughs> Call the friend. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> that. <laughs> cheating. But I, I, th- I thought it was so Hey, I'm a Sith. What are you going to do about it? You can't do Sith about it. It's. Oh, great joke. Another point, House Marcus. Now I'm going to have to kill him. Very Sithy thing to do. Yeah. You always <laughs> kill your betters. Next question. Quote. Thank you for admitting it. In Emperor Palpatine's speech to Anakin, what Sith Lord had the ability to create Broom. life? Marcus. Darth Plagueis. What is Darth Plagueis's complete title? I don't know. That's for bonus points, because it is Darth Plagueis. The, 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 the <laughs> ma- Maleficent. I don't know. <laughs> the Darth, <laughs> Darth Plagueis. Angelina Jolie. The Dark <laughs> The Father. Dark Lord of the Sith. The wise, the wise, Darth Plagueis, oh, the wise. But you do I get full that. points. You do I get full that, credit. I you don't have the wise. Okay, it's just the pressure. Next question: Who created the rule of two within the Sith Order? Vroom, Marcus, Darth Bane. The correct answer, established by Sith Lord Darth Bane, in order for the Sith to operate in secret and eventually get revenge on the Jedi Order following their near annihilation in the Jedi Sith War. I'm feeling Feel so the- much excitement for Marcus right now, just because it's- Feel the dark side flowing through me. That could Ooh. just be dominoes. I just Ooh. feel so much anxiety because you keep rooming before I can, <laughs> and I'm like, I know these. Quick, a little lightsaber. Next question. <gasps> <laughs> Mine goes pink. <laughs> Next question: What Jedi Master's death was the tipping point for Anakin's turn to the dark side? Vroom. Both of you say it at the same time. Mace Windu. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh, the correct answer is Mace Windu. He bows. He he he, he yeah, gives yeah. himself up, up yeah. to the dog. I heard it and went, yeah, yeah. That one's right. What were you gonna say? What were you thinking? It doesn't matter now. It's wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. Thank you, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, exactly. I've mentioned you again this episode. There are two more questions. Pretty sure, point wise, it's impossible for you to catch up to Marcus, but we're gonna do it anyway for funsies. Yes. What race is Darth Maul? Oh my God! I just Broom. this yesterday. 
Ray Park. <laughs> <laughs> that is not it. Half a point <laughs> for Ray Park, the actor who plays Darth Maul, who was originally just the stunt double. Vroom? Marcus. Is it called Zabrak or something like that? Yes. Zabrak. Yeah. What is it called? It, yeah, I think you're right. Zabrak. How do I know all this Star Wars lore? I thought Rooster was the expert. Rooster's going to think that was just a pocket dial. I feel like a bad friend now. If he ever gets to hear this, I hope he knows that I still love him. Ah, no. Because the the answer I had was different from that. And then I was like, wait, but Zabrak does sound right. So then I looked it up, and no, my answer is correct. Think of the homeworld of Darth Maul, the world he resides on. The Night Sisters are also on this planet. I don't know that one either. Well, he was a Mandalorian. Mm, no, Mandalorians point. are a like, like are a people. Like yeah. you're, you're yeah. like of At Mandalore. At one point, he was the king of Mandalore. In, right, in but that does, I don't think it makes you a Mandalorian. No, it doesn't. It, and it doesn't wasn't. Help it us. wasn't Legends. It was actually uh, the Clone Wars, the animated oh, series. Yeah, oh, okay. it's really good too. Uh, Dothamirian. Uh, because uh, Dothamir is the planet he was on. And uh, according to Wikipedia, which is a really good source for Star Wars information, oh, yeah. uh, the famous Sith Lord Darth Maul was believed to be a full-blooded Zabrak, though he was in fact a Dothamirian with a full-blooded human mother. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Last part of that, but that's oh, fine because oh, oh. I'm already Darth Scrumptious. And the last question, even though we know the winner, who commanded the first Death Star? Who commanded? Tarkus. That's not a name in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> as far Tarkus? as I, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not sure that's an actual name in the Star Wars universe. You're on the right track, though. Vroom. Go, Marcus. Tarkin. Tarkin. Yes. Grand Moff Tarkin Grand is Moff the Tarkin. correct answer. Marcus, our clear winner so for becoming a member of the Sith. Welcome. You are now my number two. Thank you, my master. So now you must try to kill me for the rest of your days. I just can't believe I won. I was just glad to be here. <laughs> Who do you want to thank? I gave it my all. <laughs> I want to thank my master, Darth Scrumptious. Thank you. Very What's your much. Darth name now? Oh, Darth Electric Man. Darth Lascivious. Oh, it's good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Tiny delivered his food not too long ago. What? That's ludicrous. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has been ludicrous. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're on Spotify or iTunes or Podcatcher or Good Pods or blah, 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 blah. There's so many. However you're listening to us, thank you for doing that. Go over to iTunes if you get the chance. Give us a five-star rating just so uh, it really lets people know how much that they like Marcus being a a new member of the Sith. Uh, Darth, what'd you say it was? Lascivious. Lascivious. Dang. That sounds so good. It's almost better than Darth Scrumptious. Almost. So yeah, go give us a five-star rating if you could. Put a little description of how the how the show goes to you and how much you like us. Uh, I think it'll be good for people looking up the show. I need to look up the word lascivious. <laughs> While Marcus is busy looking up the word lascivious, you could probably get on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Grapevine. And find us, along with maybe getting on the Patreon and donating a little bit of money. Uh, And that's going to be at best friends, period, tiny ink, period. And you'll give a little bit. You'll get a little bit. That's kind of the way it goes. And I'm not going to tell you what, besides the holographic sticker, if you give a little bit, I'll give a little bit of my love to you. And my love, I mean just my affection and my general well-being. And then Discord is the next thing. And... (laughs) Tiny never introduces Discord. Discord's next. Tiny. Actually, before Discord, because I was actually going to ruin it for you this time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, If you look in the description of our episode, we will have a link to our Teespring. We have a new uh, Teespring store with uh, shirts and hoodies and stickers and water bottles and stuff like that. And our our logo looks really good on those things. It's really cool. I tried to price it like reasonable because I don't want to gouge like all of our friends. Uh, for money to wear our logo on their on their things, but um, but yeah, if you go on there, we uh we get some profits to that, and we will put it directly into the podcast uh, for eventually better mics and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. So go visit our Teespring. 
which is in the description of the show. And it is a dream of mine to be walking down the street and or someplace where people walk and see somebody with one of our t-shirts on and them not who I, not, not know who I am. Like it would be fantastic to mm-hmm. see just a person and just talk to you. Yeah. One of them has all our names on it. Yes. Give me a setup. I'm not doing I was that. actually going to do it this time. I was going to surprise you. But whatever you do, don't approach that person too quickly because you have to social distance unless you know that you're going to be actually, you know, safe about the way you're approaching somebody. But if you're going to, just say, hey, I'm going to come close to you so you don't cause anybody a little bit of... Discord. See? It, see, it I was, was see, I had to pull it out of you, and now it doesn't feel as good. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Okay. Hold okay. on a second. That, that came out <laughs> not as intended. <laughs> <laughs> write that down we're gonna have to remember that we have, we have two minutes go okay find us on discord there's a link in the description <laughs> that- <laughs> malcolm's got his own channel now you can go say how much you love malcolm in his very own channel be a be a mega malcolm head lascivious feeling or revealing an overt or often offensive sexual desire <laughs> oh, baby. oh my god yes That's, get that lightsaber uh, away from me uh, what shape is it <laughs> when life gives you grapes tiny ingest them oh tiny surely you just cut them with a lightsaber just- <laughs> pull them in and out of your friends <laughs> Benoit grapes. <laughs> oh no! I want mine inside me. Go Braves. Gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs>